What is up, Wholesale to Million family? We're back with another subscriber first wholesale deal interview. And this one is crazy. I got a mondo here, all right? Just closed his first wholesale deal for 105 G. Let me say that again, $105,000. I'm gonna have him share with you guys, obviously the exact step of how he's able to close his first deal and made that big of an assignment fee. He's out of the DC area. So if you're from DC, show my boy some love. Comment down below, smash that thumbs up. If you're new to the channel, welcome to the Wholesale to Million family. Be sure to boom, smash that subscribe button. Make sure you turn on the bell notification so when I upload a new video or when I go live, you get notified. If you recently closed your first wholesale deal, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Go to Kong, K-H-A-N-G, dot like a period, W-T-M. Show me a picture of the checks. Love to get you on for an interview to help inspire and motivate those that are trying to get their first deal that it is possible. So no more further ado, help me welcome Amando. There you go. Dude, congrats, bro. <laughs> Man, thank you for first, you know, thank you for having me. I think um I, I do want to clarify this. You know, this is not my first deal that I that I close. Uh it is my first six-figure deal that I have ever done uh in a wholesale business. So I think I think there, there might have been a a little misconfusion about how, how the communication came along. Okay. Uh but this is okay. So so this is your first six-figure deal now. How long how long have you been in the game for, bro? I've been on the game for a little bit over a year. Um, oh, okay. you know, a little bit over a year, and on my actually my 2019 with uh, 2020, which was my first year, my first year as a wholesaler, I break down a little bit over a million uh, in assignment fees. You know, what? And I always had like a, I always had a. From 2019 to 2020, uh, you broke a million dollar in assignment fee. Yeah, in 2020, I broke a little bit over a million in assignment fee. <laughs> yeah boy okay so amando here's what i like is so share share a little bit about your background right and how you got into wholesaling real estate and then let's talk about your six-figure deal yeah yeah definitely you know I'm, I'm 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 from peru you know originally from there you know immigrant from there came here when i was 13 years old about you know 17 years old uh but i always liked the sales industry i've always been involved in, in into sales job you know my my latest job was to be a branch manager at a local bank and i always loved the uh, team building i was a, a great coach and i, I love the sales environment you know one day i was on facebook uh, navigating facebook and and i saw somebody posting a deal this was like when i first initially started wholesaling and i was like what is this person doing and next thing you know he was like yeah i'm, I'm wholesaling this house and I was like, do you, need, do you need to have a license to do that? And he was like, no, you don't need to have a license. And I was like, wow, amazing. You know, um, as soon as I find out, you know, three weeks later on, uh, I ended up closing my first deal as a JV deal. I help a wholesaler kind of close his first deal. And ever since I got my first assignment fee, which was 5,000 bucks, you know, I never looked back. And ever since then, I've been closing a lot of deals. Um, you know, I have done a lot of drive for dollars, cold calls, and right now, you know, I have a team of 10 people uh, in my team, you know, that we do a lot of calls and, and, and things like that. Wow, bro. Amazing. Amazing, dude. So, okay. So, Amon, um, okay, now let's talk about, let's talk about the six-figure deal. How, where did you get the lead? Yeah, the lead I got it for, it was a 20-year bacon on owner. Um, you know, he, he, we've been talking to him for about four months 
Um, you know, he wasn't ready back then, you know, because he had a lot of sentiment in the house and he didn't want to let it go. So, and, you know, he's, he was also out of time. So we've been following up with this person for now, like a, a little bit over four months. And, you know, we finally were able to kind of, you know, get in front of him and actually sign that deal, you know. And, okay, you know, so now, Armando, where, where do you pull, uh, where do you pull uh, your list? So I put my list through PropStream. Uh, I go to PropStream and do the 20-year bacon, bacon list. Uh, and, you know, I use, um, I use batch skip trace to skip trace my leads. And, uh, you know, I use my mojo dialer. That's where my people call and, and that's how we do it. Okay, got it. So for those of you who's listening, let me break down a little bit here. So Armando goes to PropStreams. I use PropStream for many years. I think they have the number one data for you to pull the stress property list. I'll leave my affiliate link right below for those of you who wants to check it out. You get a seven days free trial. After that seven days, if you don't like them, you can just disconnect, right? So, yeah. but, but, but like I said, they have the number one data. If you want to pull, I'll leave the affiliate link right below. Go check them out. So you pull a list of 20 years or older uh, vacant? Out of state, yeah. 20 year uh, vacant out of state. 20 year vacant out of state. So you, so you really narrow it down. Yes. We like to make sure we're proactive about that. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So now you take that list and then you, um, you go over to batch skip tracing, correct? Yes. Okay. So for those, for those that, that wants all this link, I'll leave it down below. Okay. So you take it over to batch skip tracing to skip trace the list to get the owner phone number, correct? Correct. Okay. And then after that, what do you do with that list, Armando? So after that, I put a list in, in, in Mojo, um, you know, that allows me to, uh, uh, you know, kind of like dial a lot of times, you know, it's a dial machine. So we put it on Mojo and then, you know, from Mojo, you know, depending how the list goes, we use Podio to kind of, as, as, as an ECRM, where we put a little more details and notes. Got that. Okay. So, because uh, a lot of people that are watching this that are new, you're probably going to, you know, it's going to overwhelm you a little bit, but I'm going to try to break it down as best as I can. So, uh, Armando, take the list that he pulls, skip trace it over and back, skip tracing. Okay. Now he got the phone number. He take that list. Instead of using your phone, you have to call one number at a time, which will take a lot of time. What, what, he, what Armando do is he upload it into Mojo, right? It's a dialer. So, how many lines? So how many how many lines uh, can they call uh, at a time, uh, Armando? So we, we it goes three three time uh, three lines at a time. You know, okay. and we have uh, I think we have about six lines. So we we have eighteen lines running all all day. Gotcha. Okay. Now, so when you take that list, you upload into Mojo. Okay. What Mojo do is they will um, I use call tools, but they upload into Mojo. All right, and then what, what it does, it calls three people, you said, right? Three people at a time, yeah. but you have, but because you have six people, so you're calling 18 people at the time. Correct. Now, whoever picks up, obviously you talk to that person, but what happened if, um, be, so I want you to explain, Amando. So what happened if you call and one person pick up and then what happened with the other two? So usually the other two lines get hung up, you know, kind of like hang up and then you just mm -hmm. uh, go with the one that picks up the phone. And um, and then you know if once you hang up with the person, if somebody was pick up the phone, they would probably call back again. You know. Okay, got it. Okay, so now once now how do you um so how do you so how do you structure uh your team, Amando? So let's so yeah so uh let's talk about that. 
Yeah, so I, you know, I have, uh, we're, we're about 10 people in my team. You know, I have uh, somebody uh, that works on our disposition side uh, that kind of, you know, source out the buyers to make sure, um, you know, depending where the deal is, if it's a buy and hold or if it's a flip. Um, okay, and, but, yeah. but, 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 Amano, I want you to talk about, okay, let's talk about, let's just say I'm on your team. All okay. right. I got the list. I, I put the list into Mojo. Now I'm calling people. Okay. So I want you to, to, to go from when you, when, when you either making outbound call or receiving an income call from a seller for the first time, what do you do? So as soon as we, you know, the, the way we do it is, you know, we have a script uh, in my team, right? Uh, we follow a script kind of that, you know, we really like to help people out. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we do buy houses, but our goal is to really help people out. Uh, so we have a script, we have a process in place. And, you know, every, uh, pretty much I'll be the one that's handling the warm leads, you know, uh, and I also have somebody that also helped me with the warm leads. And we will call that, uh, you know, the client back, uh, the, the owner back, and we will put him on, you know, if, if we're meeting the price, if there is nothing else that's getting between us, then, you know, the next thing that I want to do is I want to send him the contract so that way we can, you know, legally, uh, you know, me and the seller go under contract. No, okay, okay. So, Armando, my question to you is, let's just say that, Let's just say that I got the list and and I am working for you. What do that person do on that initial call? Okay, so in the initial call is kind of like a, a, a welcoming call, you know, say, hey, you know, my name is Armando, you know, can I speak to, uh, you know, Mr. Smith? You know, if he's like, yeah, speaking Mr. Smith, you know, we kind of go by, hey, Mr. Smith, you know, I'm sorry, my call is completely out of the blue. Uh, you know, uh, the reason for my call is because I'm looking to find out about one, two, three Main Street and, you know, and based on, you know, based on, you know, we've been driving around this neighborhood and we're really looking to pick up a few more projects. And I was interested to know if you might sell your property, you know, that's what okay. everybody's trying to do. Gotcha. Okay. So basically the first one, you're just filtering and qualifying the lead. Correct. Filtering. Qualifying okay. the lead. So, so, so now if I say, if the seller say, yes, I want to get, um, yeah, sure. I want to get an offer. Now, what do you do from there? So my, my people are trying to fully get, things under contract, you know, from beginning to end. Uh, but, you know, if they say that, you know, I want to, I want to get, I want, I'm, you know, I'm interested to get an offer, you know, and we, we definitely focus on the house condition, you know, and, and, you know, we don't buy all the houses that are out there. Uh, you know, and we have a criteria that we focused on and those are the criteria that my team know, um, you know, in order for us to give an offer over the phone. Uh, so we asked the, uh, the, the seller based on house conditions, you know, so uh, let me understand about your house, you know, uh, when was the last time you done any type of remodelation? Right. So, but, got... but my, my question, um, Armando, is that, is, so do you guys actually make an offer on the first call? Uh, we, I'll be honest, we, we, we do, we try, we, most of our offers come from a follow-up call. Got you it. Know? Okay. Uh, okay. So I got you. So Armando, so let's just say I, I work for you. I qualify, filter the lead and the seller say, yes, I want to get an offer. What do I do next now? So you will put that that lead on your mojo, right? And the way my people train is, you know, everybody that has their own leads, you know, you are responsible to make sure you take that lead from, from, you know, picking up the phone to closing, you know, and I'll be there to support you just to be a support for, for my team to make sure that we're closing all the leads, you know, and, and if there's any training that needs to be done, you know, or, or if they need me to show them how to close that lead, you know, but their responsibility is to take it from beginning to end to make sure we're sending contract and the contract is being signed 
and um you know that's what they that's pretty much so the next step will be for them to the conversation that i'll have with them is, is what's your follow-up plan you know wh when are you going to call him back or you know what what is that we're waiting for you know is it the number that we're not hitting i got you okay hold on hold on so Amanda, you have you have one person that does the whole entire process from filtering qualifying the lead from making the offer locking it up in a contract to actually selling the deal well, the one that sells the deal, it will be my disposition manager. This is a different person that, that will be handling my buyer leads. Uh, but when it comes to acquisition, uh, you know, my acquisition team are trying to kind of like, you know, go from a cold call to like closing, you know? Got it. Uh, okay. So, so basically they take it all the way, just one person on that one lead from that one person all the way until they lock it on the contract. And then once on the contract, they hand it over to your disposition person. Correct. Got it. Okay. Now, for those of you who's watching, see, um, you know, Amanda mentioned Podio. Podio is free. I highly recommend that you guys download Podio. It's a free CRM, which means you keep, that's that's like your notebook. That's like your go-to every day. You open it up to, to, to look at all your seller leads, all your buyer's leads, where the leads is at, and all of that. So that is your notebook. Podio is a must-have. It's free. So check them out. Podio, P-O, D-I-O, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm not very good at I'm not very good with spelling. So I just want to make sure. Yeah, me too. Now, Armando, let's talk about this lead. So what is the seller situation? Let's take us through the process of, of how you found the buyer and everything. Yeah. So the the you know, this the, the way we found the buyer, you know, it came from uh it actually came from a from a person that we help her sell her house. You know, she she sold her house with us, you know, we bought her house, you know, and she came along with this long sum of money, um, you know, and, and she wanted to kind of buy a rental in, in, in the area that, that we just got a, a really nice wholesale deal. And, you know, the house was, uh, was in a really good condition to be uh, used as a rental. So, you know, we kind of uh, introduced the idea to her, you know, to let her know, hey, we have this, this opportunity uh, that we just got here, and I think will be perfect for you, what you were looking for in the price range that you mentioned to us. Uh, you know, so once we presented to her, you know, she ran her numbers, and and she was very happy with that. So she was she finally, you know, uh, moved forward, and she was the one that bought the deal from us. Oh, oh wow! So hold on a second. So you guys <laughs> bought a, you guys bought a property from her. Yes. And then end up selling her this property that you guys got in the contract. Correct. Now, Amanda, do, do you guys only wholesale or do you guys also fix and flip? Uh, we, we're, we're starting to do fix and flip. You know, I've done uh, two fix and flip last year. Uh, but this this month, I mean, we picked up about five properties, uh, uh, you know, to do fix and flips. And we're also looking to, you know, do some buy and holds. Okay. And how is um, um, how is the uh, DC uh, market? Well, the DC market is, you know, it's really well, I think. Um, you know, the DC area is a little bit different. You know, the when you're budgeting on construction, it's a little bit higher than, than Maryland. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think um, I think if you master your crowd, you know, if you master your backyard, you know, this is where I live, I think the opportunities are endless, you know. Um, you know, I, I, I see a lot of people that say that DC area is very tough, very, you know, but I think if you master your crowd uh, and, you know, you become the expert, then, you know, deals are gonna flow. Nice. Now, what is the uh, uh, what is the RV uh, ARV looks like uh, in the area? 
Well, it depends, you know, like in a, in a DC area where you're doing the Northwest townhouses, those can go up to like a million. Uh, in Capitol Heights, Maryland, that's the other, other area that we focus on. Those can go anywhere from like 300 to like 375. Um, those are like the ARV of the area. Gotcha. Okay. Now let's talk about, let's talk about this uh, property, uh, Amado. So, so what was the ARV? So the ARV in this property was about 375. Okay. And uh, what was the estimated rehab? So the estimated rehab in the house was about 50,000. Okay. And, uh, and uh, how much was uh, you sent out to your buyer for? So I signed her up at 252. Two, two, wait, I'm sorry. Two, uh, how much do you got under contract for? 140. You got under contract for 140 and then you assigned it to her for how much? Two, uh, it was the 247. It was about 247. Now, what was your earnest money between you and the seller? $2,000. $2,000. Now, for those of you who's watching, okay, you don't have to put $2,000 as the earnest money. It's because Amana got, a, Amana got too much money. <laughs> you know, so it doesn't have to be $2,000. It could be $100. It could be $1. It could be $10, okay? Just an FYI for those of you who who thinking, hey, Kong, I don't have to two thousand. You don't need two thousand. Okay. Now, how how long do you tie uh, how long do you tie the property under contract for, Armando? Well, you know, this property came with, like quick. You know, I mean, we've been talking to the guy for like uh, you know for like three four months, right? But he signed a contract. I believe it was like Tuesday, and we were closing Friday, so it was like four or five days. It was fast. It was really Holy fast. Smoke. I know, but how, but, but how long did you put the, uh, the initial contract down uh, with the seller for? I, I believe I put like, uh, well, when I, when I was going to put the contract, I already had the buyer. So for us, it was a matter of like, you know, it was as soon as we can. I believe I put 15 days, two weeks. Closing. Okay, so two weeks. So for those of you who's watching, you know, you're probably not a mondo. You probably don't have a cash buyer list on hand where you can get a sold in, in a couple of days. So what you want to do is you want to lock it up with the seller as long as possible. You know, I typically like to get at least 30 days, but I always shoot for 45 to 60 days. Okay. Especially during this whole COVID things, you know, uh, things can slow down a little bit. And obviously you, so you, so now how do you build now, Armando, how do you build your cash buyer list? So I built uh, the easiest way that I built my cash buyer list was through Facebook. Um, Facebook there are marketplace? Of, no, Facebook. There are a lot of groups in Facebook. Um, Got it. Like, uh, like in my where I live, there, there in the this year, there are about 10, 20 groups. Uh, you know, there, are, the there are a lot of people that are real buyers. Uh, I'm sure there are also a lot of people that you know that are not doing really good business there. But in general, you know, if you're able to sort out the good people, you're able to find really strong buyers in there. You know. Everybody uses Facebook. I think the first thing they will see is their Facebook thing or or their Twitter or, or their social media before they will even say hi to their wife or husband, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. So, Mondo, now give people some tips on how do you qualify your buyers to make sure that they're legit and that they won't quit. <laughs> so I think the best way to qualify buyers is just, you know, give them a call and be like, hey, you know, I'm, 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 I'm working on a few leads in, in this area. I want to make sure that when I bring lead, uh, I'm bringing to a qualified buyer, and I would like to learn more about you. 
and what were your last transactions? Can you share with me, you know, your last project? You know, and I think, you know, most investors that are really investors would be more than glad to share you a thousand properties that are done, including pictures and things like that. And, and that's a good way to build a relationship too, you know? So whenever you do have a deal, you can just straight up bring it to them and be like, hey, I, I have this deal, deal for you. It matches your criteria, you know? And uh, so that's, that's the way I qualify my buyers. Nice, okay. Now, I know people have been asking me this and, and, I, and I want you to help me answer this, Armando. How do you set up, so how, so how do you set up showing between, you know, the seller and the buyer so that way they're not going behind your back? I think the best way, and, and it, you know, I think it has happened to everybody. Uh, you know, it has happened to me. I think the best way is uh, make sure you have a contract signed. Uh, never promote something that you don't have signed. Once you have signed, make sure that the, the contract is with the title money and your earnest deposit money. Uh, so that way you make sure you're legally bonded into a contract and you you know that nobody can go behind you. I think that's the I think that's the best way that I do is like if I don't have a contract, I don't have anything. You know, even if the person on the phone says, Yeah, that's fine, I'll sign it, I will not do anything until the actual person actually signed that, you know? Right. But the question now, Armando, is how do you prevent the buyers and the sellers talking when you have to show the property? Okay, so I mean, I, I, for the most part, I like to kind of get a key and I put a lockbox and I'll tell the, the seller, hey, uh, by the way, you know, I'm going to be bringing a few of my partners and, you know, a few construction workers just to get a, a, a you know, a fair estimate. I also have uh, partners in this deal that are very interested and, you know, I don't like to inconvenience you. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to get a key and going to get a copy really quick and I'll put a lockbox. And, you know, if by any chance they do have like, uh, you know, and I have clients that say, hey, you know, I have very important things here. You know, I cannot do that, you know, but I can meet you here anytime you want. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'll be like, that's fine. You know, we're, we, we're going to meet here, right? But I'm going to be walking in with about eight to 10 people, you know, because I have partners that are, that are interested in the deal. And, you know, I have some people that are going to come see the house. Uh, so what I'll do is, you know, whenever I have the time ready, all I will ask for you is just to kind of keep the door open and you can just stay in the car so that way we don't get on your way. And when we're done, I'll call you back. Okay, so have you done one where the seller is actually living at the property? I mean, I have done one where like the seller is walking with everybody, you know? Yep. And I tell, I also tell my buyer, be like, hey, by the way, you know, the seller is going to be there, right? Uh, we, we, we all know this game, right? Uh, if you have any questions, don't ask me right here. You know, that, write down all your concerns, all your questions, and let's have a call later on. You know, I have 10 people that are coming in right now, and I cannot be answering all of you at the same time. So just to keep it very simple, go in, check what you got to check. Once we are all out and, and you're in your house and you got all your 10 questions, then we can talk on the phone. Got it. Uh, okay. And, and while I'm working with the owner, you know, I'm just telling, you know, like, just walking by like you know we're, we're all friends you know <laughs> right 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 so now listen so basically you prep your seller up right you tell your seller hey i got some partner i got some contractor um, that are interested you know my partner interested in a deal i'm gonna you know have x amount of people that's going to show up don't surprise your seller you you want to make sure you tell the seller how many people is going to be there okay don't say don't tell them hey I, my part, you know, me and my partner, and all of a sudden, eight, eight people show up. That might scare them. Okay. Yeah. So you got to let the seller know. So you prep your seller up, let him know it's your partner, it's your contractor. Okay. Then you all, Amano, what he did is he also prepped his buyer up. Okay. He prepped his buyer up. He let his buyer know that, hey, if you walk through whatever you see, take notes, call me later. Don't ask me on the spot. We can talk about this later. 
you guys know the game, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And obviously, Armando, you always have someone there to facilitate the showing, right? Yes, you have to. Yeah. Yep. So for those of you, if you do it virtually, or maybe even if you do it in your area, but you don't want to be the one that goes show the property, you know, see if you can network with other wholesaler or realtors, you know, somebody in your area, maybe you have a friends or, or family member, whoever it is, you know, you need to have someone there that shows up to facilitate the showing, right? So that way buyer and seller doesn't, are not there alone, unless you have a buyer that you already built relationship with that you can trust. Okay. Cause I have buyers where we, we have done so many deals where I trust them. They wholesale, they also fix and flip. So they know the game and I've done deal with them. So I can just trust them to, uh, to go there. But here's, here's something I also want you to understand is don't let the fear hold you back from pulling the trigger. So let's say that you just got in the deal and, and you got a deal in another state. You haven't had your team in place. You don't have foot on the ground and this buyer's interested, but you're so, but you have nobody. So you're scared to set up the showing and you end up losing on the deal. My thing to you is prep your seller up, prep your buyer up, qualify them and then just pull the trigger and just do it. You have the contract between you and the seller already. There's already a contract in place, just like Armando said. So even if the buyers and, and seller are trying to go behind your back and trying to do the, do the deal, right? Right? Without you, there's already a contract. So legally, they cannot do that. So the buyer would have to wait for your contract to expire. And, and, and if he's not, a, and if, you're, if your buyer really want to go behind your back, honestly, if they really try to go behind your back, there's really nothing you can do. Even if you have someone there to facilitate the showing, so what, right? They can always come back and talk to the seller. They can have their friends come back and talk to the seller. But, you know, I think that there's more good people than bad people, but there's always, you know, some bad tomatoes. But what I'm trying to tell you is just pull the trigger and just do it. Don't let the fears hold you back from possibly executing on a deals where the buyer is legit. And uh, yeah, so, you know, so before the contract is expired, you just got to set up more showing and get it sold. If the seller is trying to back out of your deal for no legit reason, and I did a video about this and people are, are going nuts and saying, Kong, you know, um, that's not, um, uh, so what's the word? Um, that's not right for you to do that. Uh, that's not human, you know. I'm, I'm, the people that watch my video don't understand the word that is coming out of my mouth, man. It's like, I'm not speaking Chinese, dude. I'm, I'm trying to speak English. I said, if the seller doesn't have a legit reason, because majority of time the seller signed the contract with you and they're trying to back out, 90 something percent of the time is because they got a better offer. Okay? So you went through all the work and all their marketing and, and your team did all the work and trying to get the deal closed so they can get their commission or whatever and the seller back out because they got a better offer. That is not right to you, right? I mean, there, dude, there are times where I let the seller go and it's a 20K deal because the seller said, hey, listen, Kong, I talked to my family member. My kids really want the property, this and that, right? And they come up with a legit reason. And then I cloud the title, right? Just to make sure. And then uh, I just let them go. But I'm saying majority of the time, if they don't have a legit reason, you know, you got to make sure that uh, you do your thing. So anyways, Armando, uh, with the, uh, I think with pretty much, okay, so now how much of a, a non-refundable did your buyer put down? 
Uh, Mobile puts like usually five or ten thousand, five thousand dollars down. Okay, got it, man. Okay, so I guess we're gonna wrap this up. So, Mondo, what are some tips, some feedback, you know, some things that you have learned through this whole, um, you know, uh, time of wholesaling that you can give to the audience, man? I, th I think the best way is just, you know, uh, being not afraid, you know, taking your shots, uh, you know, being uh, positive and, and just self-development. You know, I've done a lot of self-development, uh, really strong. Uh, I think this wholesaling business is about sales skills. So you definitely have to grow your sales skills, uh, your phone skills. And, you know, it's an everyday thing. You know, we, we're here, we're still making calls. You know, I see that you were eating lunch and I was having my lunch here. So, you know, like an entrepreneur life, you know, we're working every day, every hour, you know. Absolutely, man. So, Armando, when you first started, man, are you are you afraid uh, to cold call? I, I was uh, I, I was in a sales job, so I have done ah. cold calls in the past, uh, but I had never done. I have always been more a structure of call, you know, where I had a company, you know, that had like backed me up as a you know cold caller, you know. Right. Uh, so I think it was a little bit different. I was still afraid when I was making, I think, I think being afraid is normal when you're initially making calls, you know, yep. it's like riding a bicycle. You will be a little afraid, you know, but I think after a while you'll be like, then I actually like this, you know? You got awesome. <laughs> so Mondo, how, how can people connect with you, man? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, Facebook, you know, I'm, I'm homes for dinero uh, as well in Facebook, you know, tell them, uh, that would be the best way for myself. Uh, just Facebook, not Instagram or anything else. Yeah, right now I only have Facebook, you know, that's the main thing that I have done, you know, uh, I'm going to uh, work on my other social media, uh, but right now I'm only focused on that and, and just mainly grind, you know. Got it, got it. So uh, you guys, I'll make sure I leave uh, Armando um, link right below for those of you who want to connect with him on Facebook. And uh, once again, you guys, I want to I want to say thank you so much for watching. I hope this video add a lot of value to you and uh, hopefully that you enjoy it. Armando, I want to say thank you so much, bro, for your time. And um, dude, 2021, bro. Let's, Let's go it. get this money. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao, bro. Thanks, dude.